Hey guys, I'm super excited to be with you and discuss briefly uh, the topic of the gifts of the Spirit. And I believe this is really, really needed and crucial in this day and age amongst the body of Christ and that uh, God so desires us as believers to walk in the fullness of uh, the gifts of the Spirit. You know, it's, it's really a, a, an attribute that God's given by the Spirit of God that we're going to break down by detail of different gifts given by the Holy Spirit. And I believe in this day we really need to access the fullness of everything God's given us. You know, it's kind of like if you ever watched sports, um, whatever it may be, let's just say it's soccer or football here in, here in Norway, and you, you took a few of the players off, like some of the scorers on the front line of the team, but yet you had a goalie. It's like you could protect from goals and play defense, but how would you score? You know, and I believe often we cripple ourselves in the body when we don't access the fullness of the team or the, the gifts of the Spirit that He's made available for us. So very, very important, and I pray that some of this teaching or talk with you helps highlight and, and bring greater understanding to some of these gifts, but also uh, imparts and opens them up to to flow within your life in a, in a greater way. So I want to start with a few scriptures that I believe are foundational and um, key in this context of, of talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, one of them is James chapter 1, verse 17. And this, I believe, gives a beautiful indicator of God as our Father and how He loves to give good gifts. And, you know, we can be ready to receive and expect in regards to these gifts of the Spirit. So James chapter 1 verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So these are good and, and blessed gifts, uh, perfect gifts given from God above. And what these gifts are, they're mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 through 10. So this will be our foundational verse, and, and I'll read this through with you guys. There's actually nine gifts of the Spirit, uh, mo the most notable gifts of the Spirit. <clears throat> so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 10, it says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. So that right there is really key to know. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have access to all of these gifts. It's like one river that supplies many different streams. And so we all have the Spirit of God, so you can have access to these gifts. There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So that's another great thing to know that... Um, in any given moment, to each person, the Spirit gives gifts for the common good in that situation. So as we break down further what these gifts are and their purpose, you may seem uh, to notice that in different situations, different gifts are stirred up and used by the Spirit for that common good. You may need wisdom in a certain situation or faith and healing, and we're going to go through all this. <clears throat> Uh, but for this is the first one for um, for to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom or this is called the gift of the word of wisdom to another 
the gift of knowledge according to the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit and, and you need to notice this healing is the only gift that is plural so you'll notice the gift of word of wisdom gift of word of knowledge gifts of healing so there's often uh, various gifts of healings and I've seen this before even in Bible college um, one of our professors had a specific gift in healing regarding cancer I've seen people that have so there's gifts even that are according to different diseases and in power in that in that gift of healing uh, there's somebody else that may be gifted strong in opening up of deaf ears um, there's these missionaries I know in Mexico that are gifted against this certain plague that comes in the water and so you can be gifted in various ways through healing um, so that's just important to take note of to another the working of miracles to another prophecy uh, to another the discerning of spirits and to another various kinds of tongues and then the interpretation of tongues so it's uh, really important to know that you know God gave us these abilities and we, we need to really take advantage of what God's made available pray and cry out for the gifts in, in such a more powerful way that God fill us and um, use us in this way And a great verse for this that Paul writes is in 1st Corinthians 12 verse 31 if you read closely Paul says we are to earnestly desire the gifts and so I've heard it said often usually it's a religious spirit they mean well but I love to just kind of break this spirit off of people they say oh you know I just want the the face of God not his hand you know I just wanna I don't want the gifts I want the giver you'll hear this said and really this is not biblical if you look throughout scripture because God wants us to have all of him he wants us to have the giver and the gifts his face and his hand and the works and everything in between and so Paul I think would know this better than anybody writing in 1st Corinthians 12 verse 31 he says we are to earnestly desire the gifts and if you break down that word earnest it means literally to burn with zeal for or be, become eager to possess uh, even lust for the gifts I mean this is what Paul writes here so I want to free up your mind um, if you've ever had that or sensed that where it's like well no I don't want to go after God for these gifts you know um, because I just want to love God only and not you know not the gifts but the giver and th this whole thing that kind of creeps into the church um, God wants you to have all of the gifts and to flow in them and the Bible also says you have not because you ask not so here's a verse right here even Paul encourages you to earnestly desire the gifts e be eager to possess burn with zeal for and so um, I want to encourage you in that <clears throat> and, and one thing I want to point out now that we're talking about the gifts throughout the nine different uh, breakdown of the gifts of the Spirit is you will notice a common theme of both revelation gifts that are revelatory and power and this is so key and needed uh, I'll never forget uh, many years ago I was taken into a vision I was in prayer uh, in my office and uh, I was taken into a vision where I saw these massive tornadoes coming at me and they were equal in size and stature very big and this is before ministry really uh, took off to be honest with you and as I saw them get closer and closer to me I knew by the spirit the one on the left was revelation and the one on the right was power 
and then they all of a sudden merged into one big tornado and consumed me and then spit me out in, into the U.S. and then into the nations of the world. And this was, you know, the Holy Spirit said it was like a rushing mighty wind when the Holy Spirit came in Acts 2. And that's what tornadoes are. They, they catch up. They're rushing winds. They, they can thrust you forth in the call of God. But these gifts, that's what really happened. They begin to hit my life in a strong way and start to commission me out through the world. And, um, you know, it's very important to realize that most of the gifts are, fall under revelation and power. And they're, they're so very needed, both of them. Uh, because sometimes we can get so uh, caught up in wanting the power gifts, which would be miracles and faith and healings, which we need. But revelation is needed just, just as well and as strongly. And I'll read this in a second out of Isaiah 11 too. But even uh, the military, they will tell you, you know, high-level military across the nations of the earth, they will actually tell you revelation, or what they call it intel, is more important than power. And so uh, I want to stir that hunger within you well t as well to press in for both because sometimes the wow of miracles makes us want to go that way. <clears throat> but the revelation and in intel is just as key and actually more needed at times. There's actually more revelation gifts than power by the Holy Spirit. And so even military, they will tell you intel or insight and discernment and revelation against their opponents is way more valuable. Because then you need less power if you know where they're at and where they're going and why and all the details. And so um, Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 really uh, highlights this as well. You see a sevenfold breakdown of the Spirit of God. It says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, meaning Jesus, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. These are all revelatory. The Spirit of counsel, revelatory again might, which is power, and then the spirit of knowledge, again, revelation, and the fear of the Lord. And, and that's what you see also in the gifts I just mentioned to you, the nine gifts. They're mostly revelation with, with a few power, discerning of spirits, wisdom, knowledge. Then you have healings, um, miracles, and faith. And so I just want to point that out, that in the gifts... Uh, you know, revelation is, is really, really key and power and that we pray for both, just a fullness uh, of each. And so to, to start, the, uh, the word of wisdom is a gift. It's, it's a divine utterance from God. So it, it has nothing to do with natural wisdom. It's basically you come upon a moment and in the moment when the gift of a word of wisdom comes upon you, it's the divine wisdom of God that comes upon you in a moment to then move and be used through you. And you, you see this with um, Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 16 through 28. He had just come out of a, a dream where the gift of wisdom was given to him. And honestly, if you read that closely, it says he woke up and thought, oh, it was but a dream. I really think Solomon was thinking, man, that was an amazing dream, you know. That'd be super cool if I had the wisdom I just asked God for, but he did. It was imparted to him. And then all of a sudden, these two women come up. Many of you know the story, and they have one baby. And they're fighting over this child, saying, no, it's my child. It's my child. And because the other one uh, had died. And so Solomon looks into the situation, and there came that wisdom, the gift of wisdom from God. He knew. He said, oh, we'll just kill the baby to make it even. 
And then the, the true mother said, no, no, she can have the baby because she just cared about keeping the child alive, which revealed the true mother. And so wisdom is a lot like this. It can be, it's God's divine wisdom given to man in a moment that can change everything. It can be uh, what you need for a moment or wisdom given through you to somebody else for destiny. And it's very, very crucial, very important. And I would even encourage you to stop and pray often for this gift to increase and pray. You know, God, let wisdom come. I pray for the gift of wisdom. Let it bathe my life and clothe me that I may operate everything I do out of the wisdom of God. Um, and then the gift of the word of knowledge <clears throat> is actually God's knowledge in a moment. So wisdom is way different than knowledge. Knowledge is a knowing about a situation. And you see this in John chapter 4 where Jesus went to Jacob's well and met the Samaritan woman. We, we all know the story. And he asks her for something to drink. And he says, look, I can give you water that you'll never thirst again. So he starts a dialogue with the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. And then all of a sudden, the word of knowledge came to him. It's a gift by the Spirit. that It's a knowing about some, somebody that only God can know. And it can change everything. And when people, when, when you're used in a word of knowledge, it can really open up people's lives to hear from God and become born again and everything in between. So he says, where's your husband? And she says, I'm not married. He goes, you're correct, but you've been married five times before. So see, knowledge is something that has pre-existed or currently exists. Prophecy foretells. And this is real important to know, not to get too hung up on, on the details of gifts, but there is a big difference. And often we, we kind of confuse the two between the words of knowledge and prophecy. Prophecy foretells. Words of knowledge is a current knowing from God about somebody either now or in the past. And it's very helpful. I would encourage you to even pray for that gift to increase. Uh, like just, just not long ago, I was in a, a gym just exercising, working out, and a young woman stopped me. I, don't, I didn't know her from anybody. She goes, are you Brian Garan? I said, yeah. Uh, I was going to get water. And, and she starts saying, I heard you interpret dreams. I said, yeah, we, we, you know, we do some of that. And as she's talking, wanting to share a dream, and I started to get a word of knowledge that she was married before, but had been divorced and had children, and it was really hard on her. <clears throat> Just like Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman. And um, sometimes this is really key to know in the gifts operating. Sometimes you just need to start talking to people like Jesus did to the Samaritan woman at the well. A lot of times we want the gift to come on us first, you know, and us feel some big, great spiritual moment and then go fulfill the gift. It often, you begin a, a connection with people and you start to tap into their soul by the spirit, spiritual gifts and you can uh, work from there. And so I said, I stopped her. I said, have you been married before, divorced? Do you have children? And she, you could tell she couldn't believe how I knew all of this. And it really opened her up to, to the Spirit of God. And so, so now the, the gift of knowledge is, is really helpful and powerful. It, it's, you know, you can go up to somebody and God tell you their name. Or like last night I was in a meeting. And from a dream, I had a word of knowledge that there was a couple that was a marriage couple that was having problems. And they drove a BMW. I knew even the car they drove. And I, th I could even see like the color of it and everything. Sometimes you may, if you're prophesying, it's not a word of knowledge. It, it, it's for the future. So you can't know anything currently. It's not current knowledge. It hasn't happened yet. So you, you, when you begin to decipher between the two, it's very helpful because you can say, look, I'm seeing this. 
And, and sometimes you're still learning, and you can be honest with the people. I think that's very important to just tell the people, look, I'm, I'm learning to hear the voice of God, and I know he loves you and wants to speak to you. Do you mind if I pray with you? You know, the approach is really, really key. You, you never want to approach people real strong, like, thus saith the Lord, your name is, you know, you, you know Ted. And they're like, no, it's Bill, because <laughs> you know? then they won't hear anything you have to say. You, you normally want to approach asking questions like, does this make sense to you, or I'm seeing this. Um, I remember I was praying over a young lady from London, the UK, one time, and right when I laid hands on her, I saw her jumping up and down on a trampoline. And so I'm thinking, to be honest with you in the moment, because the Bible says we see and hear in part at times, I'm thinking, is this a prophecy? Like, is she going to start experiencing a bunch of up and downs in her life? Or, you know, I didn't know how to interpret it. So I asked her, I, said, I just said, I see you jumping up and down on a trampoline. Uh, for some reason, she stopped. She said, oh my goodness, I can't believe, how, how'd you know that? I, I was going to be a professional trampolinist. Like her whole youth life, she, was, she jumped on trampolines and knew how to... So it was actually a word of knowledge, what I thought might have been foretelling something. And so this is how you learn and begin to figure out how to flow in the gifts. Uh, but prophecy typically foretells something and, uh, you know, a future event to come. And the Spirit of God is in all of time. So he can give you words of knowledge or prophecy. And in ministry settings, typically, to be honest with you, words of knowledge are more impactful in the moment because it catches, it's already happened. And basically you're revealing something to them from God that, that only God could know, but it's already happened. And they're like, oh my goodness, yes, that's my name. Or, oh yeah, that's the car I drive and this happened and this, this and this. Versus prophecy hasn't happened yet. So it's just as powerful, but normally the wow factor or the awe doesn't happen until the prophecy is fulfilled. So there's a big difference when you, just so you know, when you, when you prophesy, Normally, people are like, okay, that's, that's awesome, but it, it hasn't happened yet. And then months or years down the road when it fulfills, it's really, really incredible. But prophecy is to foretell. And um, one of the ways in the prophetic <clears throat> that I want to point out in, in tapping into these gifts and operating in them is uh, if you look under the origin of the word prophet or even to prophesy, there's two main streams that come under the word prophet prophecy and, and to, the, to be prophetic. And one is, is called the Nabi prophet. It's, it's the origin of the word that means to bubble up. So if you can imagine a volcano that has the prophetic in it, you know, and it, it finally starts bubbling up and, and then it comes out. And then the other is Roe, which means seer, to see. So basically, if you can picture, you've got, you can tap into the prophetic two different ways. And most often you'll notice you have a strength in one way stronger than the other. And I would say take advantage of that. Um, I, I flow in both, but often I'll flow more in the seer, meaning I'll lay, just like I told you, I'll lay hands on people, see her, I see her jumping on a trampoline, or I, I saw that dream with the BMW and the couple. So that's the seer around the eyes of the spirit. And the bubble up prophetic is an inner knowing that comes. It, it's like Jesus with the Samaritan woman at the well. You, he didn't say he saw it in a vision. He just started talking to her and then all of a sudden he knew. Uh, and that was like at the gym with that, that young lady that I told you about. I didn't see anything. I just started to know this bubbling up came. She's been married before. She's had two kids. It's an inner knowing that starts to bubble up and then it comes out. And so that's really important to know in the prophetic even, you know, that you can tap into both.
uh, both dimensions. And, and if you have a stronger one, lean on that, but press in also for the other. You also have in 1 Corinthians 12, the gift of faith, which is supernatural faith given by God in a moment. And this is profound. This isn't biblical faith that, you know, just by reading and hearing of the word of God, you increase in faith. This is basically when this gift comes on you, it feels like nothing is impossible. And I want to encourage you, when you sense that gift come upon you, that's the time to pray for the sick, pray for finances, because there's direct access to the Spirit of God when this happens. I remember I was preaching in Columbia one year, and a, a very wealthy lady in a meeting, she was actually criticizing our meetings, but her, her daughters brought her to the meeting. Her, her knees were shot. She could barely even stand up. And all of a sudden, I, I passed by her, and the gift of faith came. I knew she was going to be healed. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. So, so when the gift of faith comes, there's literally, you can't doubt if you tried to. It's that strong. It's like this supernatural faith consumes you, and there's just, there's no way it's not going to happen. That's how you feel. And I didn't remember doing this, but my friend with me said, I, t I told them, watch this, because I was so confident uh, she was going to be healed. I told her, I laid hands on her, I said, get up. And this is where Peter says, pick up your mat and walk. When the gift of faith comes, it's, it's a knowing. And she got, got up and couldn't believe. She started crying. This woman that had just been criticizing our meeting, power of God hit her, she was healed. And so uh, faith, really, really big. Like I told you already, gifts of healing. There's multiple gifts, but also healing. It's very important to know that healing can sometimes be progressional, just like a wound heals. You saw this where Jesus laid hands on the, on the man with the blind eyes, remember? And even Jesus, the flawless Lamb of God, had to lay hands several times. There was a progression. It says the man couldn't see. He laid hands on him, and then he began to see people, like, but they looked like figures like trees. So Jesus prayed again, and then he was totally healed. And so sometimes you may see this. I would encourage you, don't be discouraged if at the first time you pray, somebody's not healed. You continue to pray again because healing can happen in a progression sometimes. And also there's different gifts you can cultivate that hone in on certain sicknesses and diseases. Um, whereas the gift of miracles, the next one I want to talk about, is typically a miracle. I mean, it's a deaf ear opening. It's, it happens typically Im immediate, and it's usually something doctors can't fix. So we're talking like deaf ears, blind eyes, barren wombs healed. We've seen all these. Uh, we've seen people with legs shorter than the other all of a sudden just grow out right in front of you and extend out. And uh, so miracles typically happen immediately, and also that it's a miracle. Like it, it could not have healed on its own. There would have been no natural healing that could have occurred. There's even miracles with finances, uh, so many different ways of the, the gift of miracles. <clears throat> then, of course, you have the discerning of spirits, which is both. You can discern angels. So spirits is the spirit world. It's, it can be the angelic and demons. Sometimes we always focus this gift on the dark side, but I believe it's even more powerful. I know of a, a man of God in, uh, in the U.S. that has a very strong gift of the discerning of spirits, and he'll see angels come in the rooms and as he ministers, and he basically cooperates with heaven. And so that's a very powerful gift. Also with demons, if you know somebody has a certain spirit on them, you can cast it out. It's very powerful. And then, of course, tongues and the interpretation of tongues given by the Spirit. So this is different from the prayer language to edify your spirit. This is literal messages in a spiritual tongue given by the Lord. And then the ability by the Spirit of God of a gift to reveal what that means. You know, and that's often... Uh, very valuable as well. So I pray that blesses you and helps enlighten some of the gifts of the Spirit 
the various ways that, that God can use you. And I want to encourage you again, Joel 2 says the Spirit of God coming upon all flesh. So they're all readily available for you. Begin to step out and let God use you uh, in such a powerful way through gifts of healings, prophecy, uh, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Between, and I pray, and I pray, blesses you in the.